0: Welcome to the CEO Corner. I'm David Cheney, your host. The CEO Corner is the pod show for small to medium-sized business owners and CEOs. In our introductory show, we asked CEOs and business owners for their input regarding show content and also asked those interested in being guest CEOs on the show to let us know. As a result, we've had some great topics and questions submitted, and we've also had numerous requests from CEOs and business owners around the world to be guest on the CEO Corner. So thank you very much for your questions and your interest. From your input, over the past several weeks, we've started to put together a show schedule for this year that will both respond to your request and provide the content you're requesting. So we're looking forward to having you on the show. Don't forget, by the way, to go to the CEO Corner website, which is www.theceocorner.com, if you'd like the PDF of this show's transcript uh, as you can download it or print it there and uh, have the uh, text of this show if that's of interest. Today we have with us a co-host, Ron Johnson. Uh, Ron is a Role One CEO consultant who specializes in capital raise or funding strategies for small to medium-sized companies. Ron has over 20 years of experience as a corporate finance executive a partner in a venture capital firm and as a management consultant who works with CEOs and owners to ensure that their businesses attract, close, and leverage debt or equity investment capital to optimally support their business's growth over time. Welcome, Ron. It's great to have some company here on the show today.
1: Thank you, Dave. It's good to be here. Uh, I'm really excited about the show and the feedback that we're receiving, and I look forward to dialoguing with the CEOs and owners as well.
0: I am too, Ron. And speaking of feedback, we've had several questions sent in related to business owner plans, separate from business and operating plans themselves, such as uh, one of the questions was, what are some best practices related to my planning as a business owner and my goals and strategies to get what I want out of my business versus the business and strategic planning, which is obviously focused more on the business itself. And since the CEO corner is all about high-performance CEO practices, we'll focus today on CEO planning practices and specifically on the concept that business plans, operating plans, budgets, and so forth are really not enough for a CEO and business owner who needs to create a custom plan for themselves What we refer to as a CEO plan, which is all about a CEO or a business owner and why they own a business and run a business in the first place and what they want to get out of it. I also believe this is a timely question as well, Ron, given it's still early in the year and we're into the beginning of a new quarter. So, Ron, how important do you feel that this concept is, the concept of a CEO plan, for business owners and CEOs related to a business's ability to raise capital over time given that's the focus of your consulting practice.
1: You know, Dave, although my focus is helping CEOs and business owners create and execute strategies uh, that help keep their businesses funded for growth over time, I really have to say that this topic is so key uh, to enabling me to help a business, business owner do just that. An owner that has a clear CEO plan is so much more attractive to outside capital and also they're so much clearer in their own minds as to the need for an application of that capital once it's raised. So although a CEO plan may sound like a a soft topic, in my view it is fundamental to raising hard dollars over time.
0: That's a great point. CEO and leadership planning is many times referred to as a soft topic as it's uh, maybe more difficult to quantify the incremental benefits uh, versus a topic, for example, around strategies and ta- uh, tactics related to how to raise capital, uh, um, which can be measured by seeing the specific results of the funding itself. So essentially what you're saying then, Ron, is that an investor will look at this factor in a business and give it significant weight in determining if it is an attractive investment at any stage of a corporation's development and a CEO with a well-developed personal leadership plan and model in addition to a well-developed business plan makes a much more attractive investment. Um, I totally agree and, and that's an excellent thought. Since this is our second show, Ron, let's take a minute to welcome our new CEO Corner subscribers. Thank you for making us a top-rated and subscribed show so early in our existence. I'd also like to um, thank you for your patience over the last several weeks as we've gotten our show, which was initially intended to be a weekly show, <laughs> as we've gotten our guest CEOs and experts and our studio organized. And um, since we're not professional radio hosts, uh, rather we're full-time CEO, consultants, and coaches, we're still learning the pod show business, so uh, we appreciate your patience. And please, if you are a CEO or an owner, business owner that would like to be a guest, please go to theceocorner.com and register. We'd love to include you. And although we do have a schedule developed for part of the year at this point, your company's story and best practices you've seen related to our topics that have worked for you is going to be of interest to our listeners and to us. So definitely go to theceocorner.com and register, and uh, we'd love to chat with you. Our first show provided a more detailed overview of the CEO Corner for those of you who are new listeners to the show. However, real quickly, I'll give you a top-line summary. Our goal in the show is to provide a unique, high-value, interactive format for you as a business owner and a CEO or as an aspiring business owner and CEO. So we can understand what's important to you. You can submit your most important questions and topics weekly via our CEO Corner site. And then our team of CEO subject matter experts and consultants like Ron and myself, as well as our guest CEOs, review your questions weekly and then provide direct feedback in the show and in our other CEO forums, and we don't stop there. We also host weekly CEO Mastermind calls. These are live interactive calls in which our experts, other CEOs, and and you are able to discuss best practices, trends, tips, case studies around our show's central topics and other topics that you submit, and you can get more information and register for the CEO Mastermind calls at www.askceoexperts.com. That's A-S-K The bottom line, we appreciate your listening to our show and hope we can provide high-value content that will make a significant difference for you and for your business. We'll be back in a minute with more on today's high-performance CEO practice, Creating a CEO Plan. Are you looking for ways to build your business image and get better results? Brandmail will do just that, effortlessly and affordably, using the email your business already sends every day. Get a free trial today at www.getbrandmail.com. We're back and jumping right into our topic, your CEO plan. And there's no better time to revisit what you want out of this year and out of your business than right now since we're still early in the year and just moving into the second quarter. As you're fine-tuning your annual and quarterly plans, strategies and tactics, it's also a great time to make sure that you introduce the concept of a CEO plan at the beginning of this new quarter. So if, if you're not already doing this, it's a great time to look at it and add it to your thought process. So Ron, let's get started and review a few core concepts of the CEO plan for our listeners.
1: Dave, you know, you you mentioned this is still a a good time during the year to look at your CEO plan. And it it made me think of the fact that many CEOs that we work with are impacted by what I call the tyranny of the urgent. And they get very focused on short-term tactical thinking. And that causes them to not stop themselves long enough to truly decide, you know, where they're going. So, yes, it's a great time at the beginning of the year, in addition to the fact that if you as an owner ever feel disconnected or lacking passion for your business, sit down, review, and update your CEO plan and roadmap. Uh, it will help tremendously all through the year.
0: Exactly, Ron. I think Stephen Covey refers to what you call tyranny of the urgent as urgency addiction. And I can relate very well to this as I find it's a constant battle to make sure we take the time in our business from annual quarterly to weekly planning and then to make sure that my own CEO plan is active and that I'm connected to my passion so you're talking to me on that point as well you know it's funny even though that's what uh, we do and that's what I do and, and we coach CEOs in this area I'm like any other CEO and that urgency addiction is potent so it catches me as well and it definitely is a tyranny so the CEO plan is a great way to stay connected so let's put the CEO plan in context. A CEO plan simply but very powerfully focuses us on our vision, our passion, our personal goals so that we can ensure that they are connected and remain connected to the overall corporate business plan. And as a quick point of reference, the CEO plan is part of what we call our CEO leadership model. And uh, we don't have time today in this show to go into the CEO leadership model, but just to kind of give this some some connection to uh, the overall coaching that we do with CEOs. The CEO leadership model, you know, follows a very simple acronym, and the C stands for clarifying and creating, the E for executing and energizing and the O for Organizing and Optimizing. And this CEO model really applies to everything we do in starting, uh, running, and and optimizing the performance of a business. Of course, then we need to uh, apply energy to our CEO plan and execute it, followed by further organization and optimization of our CEO plan over time. And again, this is all part of our larger CEO leadership model that we're looking at today, and it's a subset of that. A CEO plan, then, focuses us on these areas through several key questions we need to ask ourselves, hopefully before we start or buy a business, and then review often after we do. And as we've often heard, the key to great thinking and planning is in many cases the questions we ask or we're asked by someone else. And sometimes it's even better if someone else asks us these questions as for some reason our brains work slightly differently when we're asked these questions by someone else. Maybe it's due to the fact that if we ask ourselves these questions, we really don't need to answer them. We can procrastinate and put off giving these important questions a definitive answer. So, you'll notice my not so subtle hint here for your need for a CEO coach. So, as I review some of these key questions from the CEO plan, you'll notice they may differ from what you've heard before. Uh, there's a slightly different twist to these questions, and there's a reason for this, and that is to get us to think with a fresh perspective. So the first question in our CEO plan relates to what motivates us, and it relates to our passion. Of course, we'll get into this more in a future high-performance CEO practices show, However, our passion is the most powerful energy a business leader can tap into for themselves and their companies. And this is foundational for planning and should drive our businesses. And I guarantee that you'll feel a surge of energy and motivation when you truly give this question the time it deserves. And I mentioned a minute ago that the E in the CEO leadership model stands for energizing and executing. And, of course, passion, as I just mentioned, is a great energy source if you're connected to it. So here's the question. If I were to define my ultimate desired accomplishments in each of my key life and business roles, and you notice we're talking about both roles, what will these accomplishments look like when they're complete? These ultimate desired accomplishments, and this is a term we use to really, truly get us to think about what we want, and this term is related then to our lives overall and for our businesses, and so we want to relate to each of our key business and personal roles, not just business, but also us as individuals, um, as fathers, as uh, partners, as community members, etc. There's another way I ask this question. It is, when I, at a certain point in the future, look back at what I've accomplished, what do I want those accomplishments to look like? Now, I'll switch this question. I'll ask you directly, and you can kind of feel the difference in the question. When you, at a certain point in the future, look back at what you've accomplished, what do you want those accomplishments to look like? And in this case, the accomplishments are related to specific roles, such as your strategy role, your spouse role, as I just mentioned a minute ago, your parent role, and switching more to the professional side, your investor role, and, and even in other areas, such as your spiritual role, your athletic role, your leadership role, and so forth. You'll notice we're talking about what you can see. You'll notice that word is in both of these questions in, in the sense of uh, what do I want these accomplishments to look like. And I believe it's absolutely key, and there's been a lot of people over time talk about this, so this isn't really new. But what I'm really emphasizing here, is it I believe it's absolutely key to keep working on this question until you can visualize your answer. And, and I believe if you can't visualize your answer and can't see it, then you've probably not looked hard enough and you've really not tried to find the source of your passion. Why? Because the more clearly we define and see our ultimate desired accomplishments for our key roles, using these and other questions, the better. For a starting point, you can simply, in today's show and also as you're getting started in this process, define your ultimate desired accomplishments for your high-level role and just start with your top two or three priority roles. and Then, over time, you can refine these roles and get more specific to each of your priority business and personal roles, such as strategist, salesperson, and so forth. So for the sake of the discussion today, we're keeping it simple as a starting point. Of course, some CEOs and owners have a very clear picture already defined. They've visualized exactly what their ultimate desired accomplishments will look like. Others are still in the process of developing this picture, and some, uh, like myself, have revised it many times. So unfortunately, however, we've all known someone or have gone through periods of time ourselves where we go on executing mechanically without a clear picture of what it will look like when we get there. And, uh, again, that disconnects us from our passion and that disconnects us from our optimal energy in running our business. So the key is to visualize your ultimate desired accomplishment and to know that this is truly what you want. Ron, what are your thoughts regarding the need for CEOs to have a clear vision of what they ultimately want out of their businesses for both themselves and the business?
1: Well, Dave, this is a very important aspect actually related to getting a company funded. You know, I I don't care if it's a startup that's looking for seed funding or a more mature company that's looking for later stages of capital. Um, As I look back over 22 years of consulting with CEOs, um, I see that the majority of corporate problems I'm asked to resolve have their roots in people problems and people weaknesses then show themselves in corporate weaknesses. So in order to fund the operating business to move to the next level, these corporate problems first need to be addressed. Right. Great point. We do see a lot of that. But then again, on the other hand, um, executives who are strong and very clear in their vision and, and in their passion can give a real strong push to the organizations in which they serve. So uh, relating back to this point, it is imperative in my view that the CEO know themselves, their strengths, their weaknesses, and what they want out of their business. If this isn't clear. It will result in organizational breakdown and, and typically in dysfunction and I'll see them to fix it somewhere down the road so they can go on to get the funding they need. You
0: know Ron, I hadn't thought of it that way before, that's, that's very interesting. Clarity of CEO purpose and vision is much more attractive to investment uh, and, and to investors. That, that makes so much sense. Um, it's also important to note here that when we talk about vision and visualization, uh, we're not talking about uh, blue sky um, techniques or out there technique. You know, although there are many great viable techniques and practices out there that are helpful, in my opinion. This is really about a very practical principle related to a CEO uh, and business owner's ultimate desired accomplishment, and, and the bottom line is what you can see, you can create, and what's even more interesting is you can create faster and more efficiently than your competitors. So, this does impact the valuation of a company as well as a leader's ability to see market trends and opportunities. So. As a CEO, when you achieve this clarity around your ultimate desired accomplishments or recreate clarity in an area, which, uh, again, often happens, is we need to constantly recreate and revisit and and uh, re-energize our businesses. And if you haven't done this already, it will make a significant difference in your motivation, your energy, and your ability to execute your plan. And as Ron pointed out, It makes a difference in the attractiveness and the value of your company to outside capital at all stages of your company's development. So I don't care if you're a startup looking for seed funding or you're a more mature company with hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue. The core concept is that the greater the vision and the greater the passion and the greater the clarity of those for a CEO and business owner, the more attractive your business is at all stages of growth. So too many owners, in in our view, as we're looking at many companies, get disconnected from their original vision and passion, And, and there's no question that a small to medium sized company's performance is significantly impacted by a CEO's clarity, passion, and the resulting motivation. So the key takeaway here is that the strength of a CEO's vision and passion goes straight to the bottom line. And in in fact, uh, going back in history a bit, I've always liked uh, what Winston Churchill said about vision when he said, the empires of the future are the empires of the mind. And so it's really a question of what empire do you want to create with your business? Okay, now here's a um, key follow-on question we often overlook related to the benefit we'll derive from achieving our CEO plan. And the question is... And this is our second question in our CEO plan summary today. The question is, what will I get out of accomplishing this or these ultimate desired accomplishments or, as we refer to it uh, in our coaching, your end game? So what will I get out of accomplishing this or these ultimate desired accomplishments or my end games? In other words, what benefit will I derive when I achieve what I set out to achieve? And we found over the years that CEOs and business owners work very, very hard for a long time to accomplish something. And when they get there, that accomplishment doesn't necessarily give them what they want or what they thought they were going to get. So they may have had a clear vision at one point of what they thought they wanted but without constantly revisiting their vision their passion and ultimate desired accomplishments and recreating as they change as a CEO and as an individual and as their businesses um, uh change when they achieve their original end game in many cases they're not happy so uh, why work for so long to not get what you want when you get there so this is really a key question to clarify for a CEO
1: you know Dave there's, there's nothing sadder than seeing a CEO that who we worked with who is very successful by other standards and even by our standards but they're miserable
0: I agree Ron and, and that's Why this question is so key. It really forces us to think of the real why behind the investment of our life and our valuable time the way we are and why we're working so hard for the end game that we envision. I believe we truly need to think about how much we'll benefit from or what we'll get out of, let's say, selling a business for $50 and then owning a golf course or starting a winery or traveling around the world or whatever represents that ultimate desired accomplishment for us. What's going to change that will make us happier than we are now? And the key here is that once you determine what it is you think you want, and you can visualize that, make sure you experience a bit of what that is. Um, Go out and do that. So, Or talk to people who are doing that so that you get a feel for what it is you think you want uh, when you uh, achieve your ultimate accomplishment. and and that will then confirm if it's truly who you are and what's going to make you happy. This reminds me of a business owner I worked with several years ago who seriously examined this question and when he really looked at his life end game and looked clearly at what he currently had versus what he thought he was going to get out of the current plan, he already had what he wanted. So in this particular case, he ended up retiring. So ask yourself, what will I get out of this? And when you clearly define what your life end game looks like personally and professionally and determine what you'll get out of it, you may find you already have it. So it's very important to look at this question to get what you want and and know what you'll really be getting out of what you want. Of course, for uh, most CEOs and business owners I know, um, this question rarely leads them to retirement, rather it uh, usually leads them to a very crystallized picture of what they truly want out of their business and life and what that will give them. And, and the real exciting part is that when that clarity of purpose gets communicated to and duplicated by the rest of the team, uh, uh, tremendous things happen. We'll be back in a minute as we continue our discussion of your CEO plan. As a business owner or CEO, what keeps you awake at night? AskCEOExperts.com provides free access to experts to address your most important business questions, from strategy to execution. Get access to experts free at AskCEOExperts.com. Welcome back as we continue our discussion of the CEO plan. And the third CEO plan question that we'll look at today relates to CEO life strategy. If we know what our ultimate desired accomplishments are in each of our key roles, which we addressed in question one, and then what we'll get out of that, the benefit of uh, achieving that uh, objective uh, in question two, Then the next question relates to how are we planning to get there? So the third question is, what are the best steps or what is our strategy and what's my long-term strategy to achieve my overall end games? So what are the best steps or what's the strategy and long-term strategy to achieve my overall end games? Here, what we're doing is we're defining, as we do in our business planning, um, three to five major steps we're going to take to achieve our ultimate accomplishment that we're looking to achieve. Yes, this can be a, a tough exercise. I can hear some of you moaning already as you think about, oh, man, I really don't want to go through this process. But the most important thing is that once you've really identified these key steps and the strategies, it's very, very exciting as it relates to what you want from your business. Now, when I hear from a business owner at this point that says, you know, Dave, hey, I don't want to think about life strategy, it's too long-term, I don't have time, or or I need to think shorter-term and stay flexible, or any number of other reasons I've heard over time, a, a red flag pops up for me. If you're one that thinks this way, think about this for a minute. If we don't want to plan out our life strategy, and that's the best steps to get to our ultimate desired accomplishments, then how can we say that we truly are committed to creating a winning corporate strategy? What I'm saying here is that if we aren't willing to plan for the greater, which is our overall life results, both professionally and personally, then are we really willing to seriously plan for the lesser, which is the subset of our life, like our business results over the next two months or two years? I believe if we think this way, we're kidding ourselves and giving the words strategy and plan lip service. Now, this may not be conscious. We may have picked up this perspective along the way from weak CEOs or leaders who use the excuse of pressures of time and pressures of immediate short-term results as a reason to not put a stake in the ground as to what their life purpose is and their life goals are. And that is a very weak leadership model. The clearer the vision is and the more powerfully it's energized from that leader's passion, then the more clearly the organization can be with regard to its direction. And it's much easier than to build a very strong leadership team and to build a very highly motivated company. The key is that thinking strategically about our CEO life plan and and making sure this is connected to our corporate plan benefits us. It it benefits our companies. It benefits our employees, our spouse and families. It's a very high-performance best practice. And so you know where I'm coming from here uh, this is advice I follow for myself and my company to ensure my own satisfaction, and it takes constant focus to make sure we're balancing both the uh, long-term and the tactical short-term. This is one of the reasons I love coaching, as it forces me to stay focused on these key principles in my business and in my life. I'm 47 now and, and had my first company in my early 20s, and my business end game and what I want out of that hasn't changed. But the strategies along the way have. That has required constant realignment and tuning based on the realities of the business ecosystem. So the benefit you'll derive from truly answering these questions at at least once a year is phenomenal. We'll drill down on CEO life strategies more completely in a later show. We don't really have enough time to to go into that today, as this is a fairly detailed discussion as it is. However, for now, what we're going to do is suffice it to say that a CEO life strategy is created by determining the best possible approaches for you to achieve your life end games. Of course, the, the word best um, in and of itself is a relative term, and that makes this process very personal for you and very specific to your business, to your markets, and so forth. This is, this is where a CEO coach can provide great value in assisting you through this thought process. For now, an example of a CEO life strategy could be starting with your personal financial or investor role life strategy. And we talked about the investor role earlier um, as one of the roles to possibly focus on. Uh, The strategy here might be, in this particular area, to, for example, purchase multiple properties to provide passive income and retirement. This is uh, a real estate investment strategy. An example of another CEO life strategy for your business could be related to transition planning, to build your business so that it can be sold in a certain number of years. Planning for this transition as a strategy preparing your business to be sold if you design your business just to drill down on this for a second as a strategy if you design your business to work without you there your business will always be more valuable and easier for you to run now that's counterintuitive for most entrepreneurs and most uh, business owner ceos in that the success that they've achieved feels like it comes from them being involved in every aspect of the business. And so it's very hard for them to uh, create a transition plan and execute that. But the value is when and if you do decide to sell um, as an exit strategy, your business will be ready. So it's really preparing for uh, the unknown in the future. So so these are examples of CEO life strategies that will change the way you work and the way you enjoy your business, and they will provide more options for you, most importantly, in the long term. And again, these are life strategies to achieve your end games, and this is very extensive subject. Uh, again, it's very deep depending on your interest and what's best for you, and we'll leave it at this point for now. The fourth question area for your CEO plan relates to specific focus areas for the year. So the question is, and this is question number four, with my end games and life strategies in mind, what are my primary focus areas for this year? And again, the question is, with my end games, and of course we talked also about the benefit of the end game, and my life strategies in mind, what are my primary focus areas for this year? So what we're looking at now are strategic CEO focus areas from your overall CEO life strategies. We need to now prioritize our CEO roles and focus areas in any given year. How is a focus area different from a goal for this year? This is a question that comes up when we go through this with CEOs. Well, we came up with this uh, focus area concept simply to make it easier to think about the most important areas of your business that you personally want to focus on as a CEO. And uh, so when we say that something is a focus area, it is simply a chosen personal or professional priority area. And in these areas, we'll apply the full CEO leadership model, where again, as we mentioned earlier, we're going to be clarifying What do we need to do there? And then we're going to create plans in those areas. And then we're going to execute and energize and organize and optimize that particular focus area to move us closer to achievement of our life strategies and end games. So, for example, to illustrate this question, within your business and CEO role, you might say, I want to focus on leadership development this year in my company. This is an example of part of the transition planning we just discussed related to your business and personal life strategies a minute ago. Building a team that can run the business without you there. Another example within your investor role of a focus area is, I want to focus on real estate investment this year. You may not know immediately all the specific things you'll want to do in a given area this year if it's a focus area. The key is that you're deciding that's an area focused first. The goals and objectives will follow after you've taken some time to clarify. And again, we're getting back to the C in the CEO model, clarification being the first step. Take some time to clarify the current situation, the options that might be available to you in that area, and so forth. Now, I can just hear this. Um, Some CEOs that we work with will say, well, Dave, I need to stay on top of it all. So I focus on my whole business. I have to focus on every area. Well I understand the concept, Uh, of course you're the CEO and you have the full end to end enterprise to manage. However, it is impossible to focus on everything, especially with a growing business. Secondly, this is really a non-growth disease. By choosing where you'll focus strategically for the year, you'll make critical choices and prioritize your resources. You'll prioritize your cash and your personal energy. These choices, then, um, and the resulting focused energy will drive major breakthroughs for you and your business to move to the next level, and it will also force um, a development of your leadership team to cover those areas which you choose not to personally cover any longer. This makes um, others focus on other keys to your business. This is called growth. Since I mentioned transition planning uh, a minute ago, it, it reminded me of a recent situation where a family owned uh, company CEO and owner passed away there was no transition plan in place and as a result the business is suffering right now. The owner's spouse is struggling to manage the business with her sons and uh, there wasn't preparation to handle the load without the owner. The The root of this challenge is that the owner tried to cover it all personally for too long, tried to keep everything uh, with, within his direct uh, uh, management and, and didn't focus on the strategic steps necessary to move the business to the next level from a leadership standpoint. And, and this is a good example of what can happen if we don't take the time to prioritize key focus areas related to our CEO life strategies. And in order to keep this from becoming a full CEO clinic right now, we'll just wrap up with a high-level review of a few more key questions for your annual CEO planning to give you a feel for it. And again, in our shows, we want to hit on the high level uh, so that you get a feel for what it is we're doing and enough information so that you can act on it. In fact, again, if you go to the CEOCorner.com, you can download the PDF file for the notes for this show and the uh, worksheet, and you can go through this process. But again, we want to give you enough information but not go into a full clinic at this time. So the next major CEO plan question then is uh, to ask yourself is, What is my strategy, and again, three to five key steps, to move to the next level this year within the key focus areas? As a quick high-level review up to this point, we've defined our ultimate desired accomplishments for each role. We've defined what we see we'll get out of that accomplishment or the benefit to us of achieving that end game. And then we've defined some life strategies to achieve the end games and focus areas for this year. So we have some overall life planning we're doing, and then now we're bringing it down into this year's plan with the focus areas and with this next question that we're addressing right now, which is strategies for this year in the key focus areas. And again, the question is, what is my strategy or my three to five key steps to move to the next level this year within these key focus areas? And keep in mind, we're looking here at both personal and professional strategies, and I've underlined that a couple of times in this in this show, not just our corporate strategies. So what major steps should I take within my CEO plan for this year, for example? To move to the next level in my investment role or in real estate as a focus area, such as a step one, and this would be, again, a strategic step to move to the next level within a focus area, is um, step one might be in the research area, research the latest trends in the real estate market, what opportunities exist, and so forth and in our workshops and webinars and teleclinics and also uh, sometimes in our mastermind calls on this subject we go into this in in more detail however right now we just want to provide the high-level concept of the fifth question being what's the strategy for this year within that focus area this of course leads to our next major CEO plan question which relates to specific goals for this year the question is what are the major goals associated with implementing this strategy A goal in this case, carrying our investor role and real estate example forward, would be to purchase one additional property by a certain date. A goal being something that is specific, it's measurable, it's achievable, it's realistic, and it's time-based, or has a schedule following the SMART acronym. Now we look at the next question, which is related to roadblocks and challenges that we might Uh, have in our way related to achieving our goals and strategy for this year. Question number seven is, what roadblocks or challenges do I see that may interfere with accomplishment of these goals? Now, this question doesn't get asked a lot, as in many cases, entrepreneurial CEO business owners uh, take the view, damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. Our entrepreneurial and CEO fighter nature just doesn't want us to ask what might go wrong. And as a result, we don't see business owners and CEOs asking this question enough. By asking this question early, you can plan strategies to address anticipated challenges. And to move to a close here... A final high-level CEO plan question for today is related to making sure these potential roadblocks and challenges are eliminated. The question is, and this is question number eight in our abbreviated CEO plan model we're, we're discussing here on the show, is what do I see will be the most effective strategies I'll employ or will employ to reduce or eliminate the potential impact of these challenges and roadblocks we just mentioned? This is all about as I like to think of it as um, uh, worst case planning with optimistic execution. in other words, we need to think about what obstacles and roadblocks are likely to get in our way and because um, uh, if we don't they're they're likely to catch us at the worst times and severely limit our personal professional and corporate potential and in some cases these um, Questions not being addressed or these challenges not being addressed and thought about in advance can be fatal uh, to our business. So in today's show, we've discussed eight key questions from our CEO plan and how they can help you and your company stay aligned with your passion, your vision, as well as keep you focused each year on the best strategies to support you in uh, getting to your end games faster and more profitably. Um, So, Ron, do you have any final thoughts for our audience from your perspective as a capital raise strategy expert regarding their CEO plan?
1: Dave, I I think these questions are so core to a CEO's long-term success and satisfaction. Um, The most universal problem I see in the small to a medium-sized business corporation uh, is a lack of looking up or of looking up and forward. Sometimes focusing so hard for so long on the business tactics, that is the the day-to-day just in order to survive, um, gives the CEO or owner a kind of a crick in the neck, so to speak, which only allows them to look up just a little higher every year. They're rarely visionary enough, and Dave, this ends up showing itself in the company hitting a revenue ceiling, typically somewhere in the $10 million range. Owners get frustrated and can't grow beyond this level, and I've seen it many, many times. This is usually caused by, again, what we talked about earlier, uh, the tyranny of the urgent. But they universally need to schedule time to begin to look higher. The CEO plan is a key breakthrough strategy for them in this regard.
0: And this comes from a man with many years working on both sides of the aisle, so to speak, as a venture capitalist and as a CFO and an advisor to those raising capital for their businesses. So... That's very insightful, and we all need to heed that advice, Ron. By the way, for our listeners, Ron, as I mentioned, is one of our CEO consulting experts whose practice focuses on capital raise strategies or funding strategies. So. If you have any questions for Ron, just go to www.askronjohnson.com. Again, that's www.askronjohnson.com, Askronjohnson.com, And the questions that you submit will be addressed via our weekly CEO Mastermind Call, and we'll also address your questions in this show and directly by Ron where possible. This brings us to the end of today's show. I hope these questions and the discussion around them has helped you to stimulate a fresh perspective and motivation to take the time to develop or refine your CEO plan. The key is that this CEO plan will be the core driver of increasing profitable growth for your company, helping you to ultimately move to market leadership in your respective industries and to optimize the overall performance of your company. If you'd like to get more information regarding this subject and our overall CEO leadership model, you can contact me directly at dmc at roll1.com. D as in David, M as in Mark, C as in Cheney at roll1.com. Also, remember to submit your question for our next show and our CEO mastermind calls at www.askdavidchaney.com. Uh, remember, The CEO Corner is an interactive pod show that's driven by your questions, topics, and challenges. So if you want to get our experts to discuss a specific subject, just go to the webpage I just mentioned, and it's done. Thanks again, Ron, for your time today in our show, and we thank you, our audience, for listening to The CEO Corner. The Business Pod Show to supercharge your business. This is David Cheney, your host signing off. And until next time, have a safe and profitable day.